Hello, and welcome back to Cumanera, your favorite all-queer cast, Numenera cast. I am Kelric, your, as my husband likes to call me, Git, GM in training, and my pronouns are he, him. My beautiful cast is as follows. Hi, I'm Jess. My pronouns are she, her, and I play Tiuna, a mechanical nano who rides lightning, and her pronouns are also she, her. Hi, I'm Aaron. Uh, my pronouns are they, them. And I play Rylu, a graceful glaive who speaks with a silver tongue, and their pronouns are also they, them. Hi, I'm Ganny. Uh, my pronouns are he, they, and I play Hillian, whose pronouns are he, him, and he has a pet named Jacques. All right, and I believe Jacques has the... No. <laughs> No. But I want that though. <laughs> if uh, next time I can I can write from the perspective of Jacques. Chitter 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 chitter. Squeaking makes squeaking. Um, <laughs> yep. So uh, Hillian has the recap. Wonderful. Uh, when the dust settled and the creature that tried to get Tuna died, uh, the Numenera that Jacques started was swiftly starting to be formed. We, we struggled to find a way forward, and I saw that we were trapped by a force field. Rylu was so daring and dangled over the edge to track the source of power. Jacques and I took some time to distract each other, while Tiuna found a way to decipher the symbols. Then everything got a bit fuzzy, and Jacques was yawning a lot. I think I'm just going to lay my head down in, on my pack to give Jacques a place to curl up. Okay. <laughs> So we ended last time with <laughs> Tuna working the, working herself into passing out. So exhausted because you had some terrible, terrible roles and just, but you got the knowledge you were looking for and everyone else taking a rest. It seems like everyone just hit the point of exhaustion where you all just slept. You have no idea for how long, you have no idea what's going on and you wake up. I uh, did that perfectly time for everyone to have actual food in their mouth. <laughs> uh, so Tiana will immediately, like as soon as she wakes up and realizes that she fell asleep while working, she immediately like hops to her feet and starts reviewing her notes to try to refresh her memory on all the information that she learned um, before falling asleep. And will immediately, after like putting it all together, will turn to her companions and explain what she found, which is... Basically, she'll sort of like point without touching it to the different pieces of the, the Numenera that the creature created um, and explain the pieces of it. The one that we had already kind of guessed, the rod uh, seems to absorb like the life force around it and then transform it into the DNA of these creatures uh, and also transform everyone like in, in a certain area into those creatures as well. And then she'll point to the other pieces, which is that, like one of them increases the power, which I think... I told them the last time when I tried to scan it. Um, another one, uh, and then she'll say, well, this part though seems to make it a little bit safer, which is that instead of turning everyone in a certain zone, it'll turn far fewer people in a certain zone, like in a certain area into like these creatures. Um, and this other, this like orb thing that I was playing with before will give the new creature the memories of the last one so that they would know what was going on. So all that said, Here's my idea. It, as far as I can tell, this thing needs like a complex life form. So we can't like throw it at a plant and then the plants 
will like help revitalize the species. However, we might be able to throw it at, for example, some sort of animal or creature, and that might be enough. And then once we revitalize like a member of the species, they might be able to help us like recreate this machine because there is a way to like modify it so that it would transform everyone into something else. So they might be able to recreate it and give us the pieces that we need to help the villagers. So you want to bring back the people that tried to essentially destroy you? Well, in that creature's defense, they were the last of their entire species and trying to revitalize their species. Like, what would you do? Hopefully not be caught in that situation. Well, but if you were caught in that situation... <laughs> I don't think it was their choice. I, I, I honestly agree that they're, they're probably just trying to save themselves and... and their their race like from from what was being described of how these things work you know they they depend on people like us to discover them and then feed off of us and then try to fix themselves it's a really really long and convoluted process it seems but i don't know that i want to subject that whole town into being their fodder well that's why i'm saying if we find something else some other organism that would work to like recreate this the species they might see that they don't need to use like humanoids they could use something that listen stick with me on this <laughs> deeper into this forest we were told we might find some jurassic yeah yeah and what i'm suggesting is that we try to find one and from a distance try to like touch this machine to it and hope that it works. So you want to go and find a Jurassic, stab it with this device, which will then turn all, if I'm reading this correctly, other Jurassic into this creature? Everything of the DNA of the thing that we stab it into. Well, we don't have to stab it. It just has to touch it. That's the rest of it I got right. But yes. So we're going to turn a bunch of Jurassic into these creatures. And then hope that they help us into turning our village back into people? I, all I'm saying is that it's a suggestion because there there is a piece that allows that would allow someone to modify the output. So it would, if we could recreate this like entire Numenera, we could use this last piece to then like turn everyone back into how they were before. But I don't know the first thing about how to modify it in that way. I just know that it's a possibility. I mean, we could just take out the middle person and go to the village and see if one of them would volunteer to have the knowledge transfer. They already have the DNA transfer. That's very true. It, I guess really what it comes down to is, do we want to try to revitalize this this dead species or not? When you say it's safer, does that mean that it won't kill whoever it it takes the DNA sample from them? I, I don't know, is the thing. It, it seems like it would absorb, like, like it did to Daxum. Like, I don't think we can retrieve Daxum. I think that like this machine would absorb whatever being that it touches and also transform all similar beings within a certain range. Well, I mean, if there are multiple Jurassic, then I, I think that'd be a good idea. I mean, at least then they wouldn't kill us. <laughs> but then we are decimating an entire species of this forest. And while Jurassic aren't, you know, anything I want around me, isn't that equally as bad as a revi as not helping revitalize this species here? 
Isn't there a saying about the world just having too many Jaroskar? <laughs> so the other option is, again, like without giving potentially incredibly dangerous knowledge to anyone in this village, I could try to get the orb to work on me and I could try to figure out how to change, how to like modify the output so that I can turn them all back to normal. But again, we, we don't know for sure that it would work. And I don't know for sure that we would be able to do that without then having to, again, let it absorb someone. Like the, the point is that like this machine, whoever it touches, it, it absorbs that person. And I don't know if there's a way to retrieve them. So it very, it very well could, if we get it to the right settings, it would mean having to absorb someone who, you know, currently is how we want the villagers to, to appear. And then it'll turn, like it'll absorb that person and turn the villagers back to normal. So we'd still be asking someone to sacrifice themselves. Should we send out to the Aeon priests and see if they have anybody that they're willing to sacrifice? <laughs> well, I'm not willing to let it be any of us. Well, I mean, this isn't that different from what we, where we were at before when we talked about taking this back to the entire village and letting everyone, and not just at Alale by themselves, know what was going on and see if someone is willing to volunteer. But you said it has to be someone that looks like us currently and not like them, which means that that leaves three of us. I said that I didn't know for sure. Helene, There's what do you think? There's just a, just a lot of chance, you know. I, honestly, I I don't know. I I don't know if we want to be in here right now. Maybe we should take this with us and 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 leave, and then we we talk about it on our way out. I, but I do think we owe the town some sort of update because I don't think that. They need to hope that Daxum is coming back. I think that if we go back without any sort of solution, they're going to have a... They're not going to accept the young priest like they need to. I think we're a little bit beyond that, don't you? Well, I know of... I, I, I don't have any loyalty to the priest except for that with which I owe, but... I feel like bringing such a powerful device may raise more questions, so how do we explain that then? We know Edelole will not rest until he has control over that village, and... I don't want this falling into his hands. I have an idea. You said that you have a Numenera. Is what did it was it a Numenera or a Cipher that creates that immovable shelter? Numenera. Um, one of the other Numenera that was created is uh, something that would allow you to control a Numenera from a distance. Um, so something that we could do is take this back, is leave the the shelter Numenera deactivated here, like to block off the entrance. Um, go back to the village, and if it seems like Adalale is trying to, it will try to like come take control of this place, you'd be able to from a distance block it off. Do we tell him about the place then? Are you saying... No, I would say let's definitely not tell him about the place. Okay, I, I think that we don't tell Adalale alone, I think we tell the whole village. No, yeah, that's what I'm saying too, but I mean, like. If when we tell them, like, we found this thing in the forest, their response might be, let's go scour the forest until we find where it came from. Then we can try to block off the, the portal, like the tree portal, and hope that they can just never find it. And are you sure that this device will work across dimensions? I mean, we're... I'm not sure of literally anything. Like, I'm, I'm giving you all of the information that I have so that we can try to figure stuff out. Well, we have to do something. I... I don't care whether or not this village accepts the priests. They're not going to do it. They'll send us somewhere else if they need us. I think that we go back and we tell them about this device and leave it to their decision, as you said. But I do think that we don't tell the whole village at once. I think we should bring this to Daxum's parents. 
because the minute we tell the whole village, they're going to force Daxon's parents to do it. So I think we should give them some warning. Because you know Edelole is going to force this device onto them to make them sacrifice themselves. I mean, I think when we... Ex- I think that you have a really good point, that Edelale can't be trusted, and that it, it seems very likely Edelale could turn the rest of the village against Daxon's parents. I think we also need to make it very clear that we have no way of knowing what would happen if we re- if we reacted the- if we activated this numenera it could help everyone it could make everyone worse it could wipe out the entire village so hopefully they wouldn't just immediately force someone to touch it because that it could kill all of us we also don't really want to let them know of the risk of one of these creatures coming to harvest them i think that would be a bad idea well i think i think that this device makes it so that like the one person the, or the one being that touches this would be absorbed and that people nearby would be transformed. And I think that that would be enough that they wouldn't need to harvest anyone else based mm. on my understanding of this. Okay. I think that we go back. I think we go back under nightfall. I think that we talk to Daxum's parents and tell them what's going on and give them the option to leave. And then we tell the rest of the town because I want them to have the opportunity to save themselves before they're forced to do anything they don't want to do. That's fair, but we're going to have to be sneaky. I'm good at that. (laughs) I'm not sure if I'm good at that. I mean, I I wander quite a bit. Well, I think, does that sound like a plan? Do you, I mean, if, if we want to do that, we can start heading back now and I can find my way into town under nightfall. I mean, there's still... There's still a part of this where we have to figure out what we'll do about this place. So I think that your idea was good. I think that we need to block it off with the the shelter and uh, the priests will be ha- will have a way to get through it. So I think that we block this off with the shelter by remote. I think that we go to the village, we give Daxim's parents the option to leave. We tell them about the device and say, do with it what you wish. It may give you the means to turn yourself back, it may not. And then we go back to the Aeon Priest and tell them of this magnificent find. We'll be regarded as heroes regardless, and they'll send us on our way. Well, I don't think I'm making clear just how difficult I think it would be to reprogram this, which is why my first thought was to first try to find a way to revive someone from this species. Like, this is something that, like, modifying this, I think, is out of anyone's skill set. Like, I don't think that there would be a way... It's certainly not an easy way to do this. It would take lots of experimentation and it would still possibly kill everyone in the process. Um, So like, yes, we could tell them like, there might be a way to reprogram this. Good luck. But (laughs) I don't know that that's the right way to go about this. (laughs) Something else that we can try is, I know that you have strong feelings about Numenera, but right now we have access to a machine that I can interpret that apparently can just create Numenera. So... Maybe I should just try to like experiment with with it a little and see if I can create something that actually would help, that we know would help, or that we at least have a better idea that would help. Yeah, if if you could make a, a different rod that maybe would, instead of modifying the current one, just maybe put in a part of your DNA or one of our DNA and would code to that, that would solve all of the problems. But I know that's obviously not in my range of things. What do you think, Killian? We've been in this tree for a very long time. (laughs) And I think I'm running out of eggs. (laughs) Oh, no. Okay. And we all know what happens then. (laughs) 
but I, I I agree we need to do something that is beneficial, and I I feel bad for for this species. Could we maybe I, create one like the one that we had now that you can use these machines and and maybe bring one that would last longer and explain to them the situation since, oh, you can't talk to them. You can just understand them. Well, so here's the thing. I think now that I can like get the the buttons to like read out, read aloud to me, I might be able to find a way to like write them a note in their language that they would understand. However, the only reason we were able to make one come to life is because we had some of the scales. I think in order to make even just one based on the Numenera that was used so far, we would have to like bring a villager down here and sacrifice them to like turn them into one. And I don't want to do that. Do you have more scales that we can bring one back with? I have scales, but I think like, basically like their plan was to harvest the living beings that like were created from the cure that they made. I, I don't, th I think even putting more scales on wouldn't be enough because that was what we did before is put some scales on, it revived them for mere moments and they were dead again. I think we would have to create like, like, I really think that we would have to basically sacrifice an entire villager to have a permanent survivor right. here. You all seem to think that they're nice. I find that interesting. I, I never said they were nice. I'm just saying that we might be able to find a way to communicate and have them help. Yeah, so let's... It's let's very obvious to me that they are not nice. But let's make more of them. Okay. <laughs> just checking in. I feel like we're wading into the waters of alien. Yeah. <laughs> No, like, I am not operating under the assumption that they're nice. I'm operating under the assumption that, like, they have the ability to help, and right now that's out of our ability. So, like, I would just hope that they would that they would help, but based on what we saw before and my understanding of this machine, I know that it was trying to kill me. Like, I know the one earlier was trying to kill me. Okay, so what are you doing with the Numenera that you have? How are Where are those? How are those set up? What's going on with those Numenera? What, what's going on? Right now, like, we haven't, as far as, like, I haven't touched any of them. Like, so, they are still where they were before. I, like, examined them after, like, learning all of the pieces, but, like, I haven't touched it, so. So there are three pieces that are attached as one, and then there are five people that, five pieces that are just kind of jumbled together on the table, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. The two of you who understand Numenera, what do you know about Numenera, having multiple pieces of Numenera near each other for a prolonged period of time. <laughs> Probably that's not good, I would imagine. Yeah. Do you know what happens, right, Aaron? I mean, theoretically, any yeah, I I totally should. Because like me is Aaron or me is Rylu? Either or. Aaron, yes. Rylu probably because merchant family. Sure. We're not all yeah. Maybe you maybe you share that information. Just because I think this is becoming something that y'all might want to feel some pressure on. So while we sit here and debate this, and it's all well and good, I think we do need to separate some of these Numenera pieces out from each other, because we all know the resonance that happens when you have plenty of Numenera all combined together. Okay, yes, that's a good point. First, do not touch that one. And she points to the one that is sort of like shaped like a hookah um, <laughs> and says, we can move the rest around it, but like, just don't touch that one because we don't know how it activates. And that one is incredibly dangerous. What does it do? We don't have to focus on that right now. Just don't <laughs> it. Okay, well, and someone grabs Jacques because we know he likes to touch things he shouldn't. Oh, Jacques is in my pack. He's fine. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So here's what I'm thinking then. Uh, you use my scarf, Rylu, to, like, grab some of these things and just separate them. 
Um, maybe just like take them to other rooms. Don't throw them. Just be very, very gentle. Don't put them in a place where we might trip over them. Um, I'm going to look at this console and try to figure out if I can make something that would help. Can I toss them off the edge? You said don't throw them, but what about off the edge? What part of don't do anything? I thought maybe the drop would be long there. enough. I was just wondering. <sighs> just set them gently. What if one of them causes an explosion and you're going to throw it? It's hundreds of feet down. I was just asking a question. Jacques and I will take one. We're, I, I want to kind of look around and maybe find more food. So I would say Ryler goes and starts moving the pieces, but as Ryler's moving the pieces, uh, they look back and go, so I think from what we've discussed, we should not bring back this piece at all because it will give the villagers the memories of the previous race. And was that going to turn them into them? I feel like we don't know that. And I would not want that. I don't know. I would say just like keep that, like don't try to detach any part of that. Just like move it as far away from us as you can, the entire apparatus. All right, so it sounds like we clear out all the pieces besides the uh, hookah piece. And the staff that we took off of the... Yes. Yeah. All right, so that takes you about two hours to move them. So while Rylou is moving stuff, Tiona wants to be examining okay. like the buttons and doing the speak and spell to like see if she can find something that's helpful. <laughs> so, sure. What are you trying to create? Basically, either something that would actually, like, revert the villagers back to their original form, or something that, that would, um, like, allow her to fully understand how to operate the, uh, or how to, like, modify the the piece that she knows would, would work um, in order to do that without having to absorb someone, so without having to sacrifice someone in order to make it work. Okay, let's make that a all of them. Both of those are TD5. Uh, even trained people often fail because this is, you've got a lot of, you've had a lot of success with this, but this is really, really hard. Okay, I am going to, uh, can I use my understanding Numenera to bring it down a little bit? You can. Uh, and then I'm also going to expend some effort. Okay. All right, so and... nine or better. Okay. And then would, since now that I can like understand what all of the buttons do, would that work as an asset? I uh, actually, that is why it is not a intimidating thing. Okay. Because, well, the fact that you can understand actually makes it so it's not formidable and impossible without skills or great effort. You have basically press the button here, press the button <laughs> here. So that's why I dropped it two steps already. Okay, cool. That's for building something that doesn't have a sacrifice. So roll again for whether you can do something to... All right. Aim. So you are able to create something that will transform the villagers back to themselves. Which, as a DM, let me tell you, the initial storyline said, this is impossible. Thank you all very much. <laughs> <laughs> We tried to Kobayashi Maru us, and we weren't having it. No. We learned nothing. We learned nothing. <laughs> well, I love that you said that because it was really Rylu's giving everyone hope and making it impossible for me to be like, okay. That changed my mind. You are able to transform them back. You, I mean, create something that will transform them back. You are not able to figure out how to do it without requiring a sacrifice of a being with the makeup or DNA, as we would call it, that matches what they had before. Because as you understand from what you've learned, there is an area effect around where the device is 
within a the range of power it has, which is why this creature built the power booster and stabilizer so that it has a fixed point and an enhanced power so that they could transform more things that they could then bring back and harvest to continually improve the, the thing to make themselves alive without the disease they have. So that's where you're at. Okay, so probably by this time, Rylu has come back from separating out things and returned her um, Tiana's scarf to her. In two hours. Yeah, uh, so Tiana will explain that basically like this, this will turn the villagers back, but it does require a sacrifice. It requires someone who has the genetic makeup that we want to turn them into, to like be absorbed into it the same way that Daxum was. Right, it can't be one of the villagers because it has to be the genetic makeup of what they want to be turned into. So here's what I'm thinking. I don't trust Adalale. In fact, I don't know anything about many of those villagers. I don't trust any of them um, with this information. We could take this back to them and tell them you have to touch it to a human and they could immediately turn around and touch one of us with it. So what I think we should do is leave them a note and this device and book it. Or we could take this with us and not give it to them because it means they have to kill someone in order to make it work. So we can either like wash our hands of this and just like leave and take this with us or leave it here so that no one has the ability to do this. Or we can give this to them knowing that they'll kill someone to get themselves back to how they used to be. But either way, I don't think we should give it to them personally because they could just touch one of us and then we're dead. What if we bring this to the priesthood? What if we come, what if we call them by whatever means necessary and we bring this to them and say, we found this place. This is what's wrong with the village. We have the solution. It requires a sacrifice and it will not be us or we will not tell you about the place. I honestly, my next move here is to examine this panel again and find a way to permanently shut this entire thing down. I get that like you have a thing with the Aeon Priest, but I don't think anyone, as much as I want to study Numenera and know, have all of this knowledge, I don't think it's safe for anyone, any one person or organization to have access to this place. I don't even like that we have access to it because look at what it's like, look at what it's making and what like the decisions that we have to make because of it. I my next move is to figure out a way to shut this place down entirely. If you want to shut this down, that's perfectly fine. I will, I, if it wasn't for their, uh, their hold over me, I would, I would abandon them in a heartbeat. Um, so I'm fine with them and not having any clue about this. I just, if it was going to be in someone's hand, it might as well have been theirs. I think if it's going to be in someone's hands, it should be in the hands of the villagers. It's their lives who were affected by this and it would be them who have to make the decision to kill someone to go back to how they want to be. The, the problem then is that we're giving them that choice. So if they do kill someone to, to save themselves, that blood is also on our hands. Oh, I meant this place is in like this place uh, nobody should have access to it or we give it to the priesthood. I don't, if you want to turn this place off, go for it. As far as the device goes, I say we give that to the priesthood and say, all right, well, here's this. You can send someone to solve the problem or not. Well, that's what I mean, is I think the device should only be in the hands of the villagers. Like, it is their lives who are affected by it and not the priesthoods. I think that ultimately it should be their choice. But what will stop them from finding the nearest human and stabbing them with it unwillingly? That's what I'm saying, is that there's nothing stopping them from doing that. But it has to be, it's their lives, so it has to be their choice. Does Hillian have any, say, input here? Hillian hasn't come back. Hillian is finding a safe space for the Numenera. <laughs> Which piece of Numenera? 
not the vase because he was told not to grab the vase. So one of the others, he has grabbed it and uh, basically it's gone like this for the past two hours. Oh, this is a nice corridor. Uh, which way do you think I should go, Jacques? Yeah, that's a great way. Let's go that way. And uh, he's been doing that for about two hours. So that's a thing you two know about Hillian, and you got a little distracted. Cool. Cool, 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 cool. Cool. All right, so what are you doing? Let's let's make a decision here. <laughs> I feel like Hillian has to be the deciding factor, so just around this point, um, I feel like we noticed that Hillian's gone. And who was watching Hillian? I was doing this, so you were. I was moving the pieces that you asked me to. Okay, All right, it doesn't I matter. will go find Hillian. What matters is that we find Hillian. Yeah, Riley will, but I did we see even what general direction Hillian walked off in? I don't know. Did you? I feel like I have no idea. Like, Hillian probably made some noise. I was like, oh, Hillian's doing Hillian things. <laughs> So before Riley walks off, Tuna will say, like, well, one of us should stay here in case Hillian comes back. Um, I'm going to climb to, like, the higher platform and see if I can see anything while you go actually, like, search for him. Yeah, stay here. Maybe you can get the speak and spell for the command center and 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 figure some more things out. I'm going to go look for Hillian. And Riley will draw their weapons and walk off. So, um... Calrig, I placed my marker where I think Hillian would be by then is not super far. <laughs> Have you kind of sussed out what this looks like? <laughs> the area you're in, as far as I can tell, is, and I mean, that's because I am just trying to figure this out, is a, what looks like just a very small gathering, like an intimate gathering area in between larger pathways. Like it's sort of mm -hmm. a private walkway between two larger gathering spaces, potentially community halls. But this is just a, a, a small, intimate seeming space. There are a couple of nooks like all the others where, you know, thing, there are walls that go up. This one is fully enclosed though, like the one, the first room you came to. You can climb up the walls. It's almost like the space where you found what looked like a bunch of eating utensils and stuff, but just much smaller. Okay. I think because uh, he's been wandering for a while, he'll even be like, I think this is a safe space. Uh, it's all closed in, and none of the new Monera can affect the other ones because it's, uh, it's pretty far. So I, I'm I'm going to put it here. And uh, Hillian tucks the piece of new Monera. I guess this one probably like sort of cube shaped, and like sticks it sticks it like under one of the pieces of furniture. Cool. So you've been wandering alone for two hours. Why don't we roll a percentile dice, dice high or low? Uh, let's go high. The majority of the rolls have been low. That means that I am pretty on point to get high. Oh, for 15. Yep. All right. You start to hear a familiar metallic tick, 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 tick sound coming from the hallway to your north west. Two entrances, one's on the northeast, one's on the south, uh, northwest, and the other's on the southeast. You came in through the southeast. Roll a quick perception check, and your TN is just it's a TN1. Okay. That's great, because I got a three. You start to see, if you look down that hallway, you start to see those spider filaments that you're used to seeing from the hallway. Um, Jacques, I, I think we need to go back. 
do do you remember how to get back? And um, Hillian will pick Jacques up and back away from that door. Okay. As you're doing that, which way did Riley decide to go? So I feel like because I have absolutely no idea where Hillian went, I just am going to roll dice and find out. Okay, so you have a one in five chance to get it right. Oh, is that? Okay, cool. Yeah, however you want to do it. I was just going to do like one is left, two is right type of thing, but we, yeah. Oh, sure, go for it. All right, uh, so I feel, so there's only left and right here, so, Mm -hmm. okay. So that was, so I was doing one, two, three is left and three, four, five is right. So I'm going to go right. I'm going to go the wrong way. Cool. Cool, 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 cool. This is fun. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I feel like I had no idea, so it's only fair to leave it up to chance. Oh, absolutely. Now, remember, these hallways are open space. Hillian? Hillian will start going through the um, the passageway that they came through um, previously, and I think that he'll start looking around because I think he's just noticed that he's alone. Okay, so why don't you do a perception check? And for those of you following along at home, <laughs> that would be a one. Yeah. That's a one. I'm going to spend one experience point to re-roll that, if at all possible. Oh, yeah, you can totally spend an experience point to roll that. Yeah. Let's let's do that. Hey! Okay. Cool. You notice Rylu on the bridge across from you, and you still hear the spider little claws. They're not much louder, but they're there. I think Hillian would know better than to call out, but I'm not sure how else to get attention. Let's see here in in the adventuring packs like there are like light sources of sorts sure i think helene will chuck uh light one and chuck it up you're doing a torch or you're doing a glo- uh, one of the glow globes probably a glow globe those things uh float on their own too i think if i remember correctly we'll go with that for now we can look up the rules later because that's how i roll cool so you activate one of those yeah do i have to roll to see if i see it no, that's going to grab your attention. You all are cool. 20 feet away from each other. Um, are platforms equal level? No, you're, uh, you're right. Yours would probably be about 20 feet, 25-ish feet below where the glow globe is getting thrown up. Okay, so I'll see that. And is there a, is there a climbing way to get up there? Are there some handholds no. or walls? or No? There is not. Okay. Um, Trace your steps, there will be. Like, from the corner where you made your first turn, you can see that there's a climbing up to the corner of... Yeah. Okay, so to the- I'll, I'll retrace myself and, and uh, head up in that direction. Cool. All right. Elian? I will see that they are moving and move to meet them. Uh, I, I think we need to go, like, now. So I walk up and I go, Hilly, what? why? What's wrong? More spiders. More spiders. Lots. Do I see anything behind them or behind him? Roll a perception check. Uh, TD3. Nah, I don't. You do not. Seven. Um, no, 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 no. All right, let's go, and I'll grab Hillian's hand, and we'll run uh, towards the control panel where I'm assuming that um, Tiuna has been for a while. Great. Sure. You all meet up. Hooray. And Tiuna, what what, what have you done? Um, Tiuna was examining the panel to see if there is a, um, if any of the buttons would reveal a way to just shut down this entire place. High, low. Tell me what you... Hi. <laughs> <laughs> I keep on betting on that horse. Nope. 
He rolled a seven. So the only way you know to do that is the way you know how to do anything to shut it down is blow it up. <laughs> That's all you know how to do. You're like, well, if we if we blow it all up, that should fix it. What if we put the, the housing unit in this control panel and then trigger it to expand when we leave? Then we know at least that this area is off. Um. All right, so I have an idea. Let's, uh, we want to get out of here. We have this device that could help the villagers, but, you know, at a very high cost. Um, so Tina will like wrap that in, in cloth so that no one touches it and put it away in her pack. And she has a uh, sort of like disc on her shoulder that when she taps it, it sort of like um, builds up into, it looks like sort of a, a small cannon. Um, and this is a hunter seeker device, which let's see, hopefully will do enough damage to take this out. <laughs> um, so first I think I need to roll the level of it. It's a 1d6 to roll. Great. <laughs> If, I also have an idea if we don't want to just blow it up. I will say so that Tina is fully aware of what they are capable of, since you have the ability to open that panel so that things can get to the interior of this thing. You can absolutely use the Hunter Seeker to... Well, like, the, the level is just how many times it will, like, attack it, and since it's a stationary target, I feel like it'll it should get it in the first go. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, she would definitely like select because she can select the target now and then do it from a distance. So she will select like that open panel as her target. So Rilu um, sees all this and goes, if we climb up to the control panel, I could climb underneath it just like I did here. And there are a bunch of tubes under it, how I turned off the doors. I could probably just shut down the entire thing. I, I think that that's a great place to start. But like if someone else comes in here and just sees disconnected tubes and this place is inactive, What's to stop them from just putting those tubes back together and reactivating this entire area? What if I smash them? <laughs> the tubes I was able to safely disconnect, right? I could theoretically hit them with a hammer. Yeah, let's do percentile dice on that. Okay. Oh, are we are we doing it? No. Is that... If you decide to, it'll be a percentile die roll for each one you smash. Cool. I'll do nine percentiles. They're all going to be low from what we've proven today. <laughs> If you yeah. want to do that, that's fine. But like, also, we could just blow this entire place up. Oh yeah, it, we can we can blow it up. But I would say we should blow up the control panel, maybe. Or do you want to do it here specifically so that just this does not ever work again? This is the part that makes Numenera. So like, hopefully, this would do enough damage that it would take out a lot of this place. This is the part that needs to be deactivated no matter what. And I'm hoping that the explosion caused by this exploding would take a lot of the rest of it out. Like, if if we're just aiming to cut power. I can, like, I could very easily recharge power on almost anything, and there's no reason to think that someone else wouldn't be able to do that either. I would rather completely destroy this Numenera creator. Killian? Yeah, I mean, I think that's the way to go. And then on our way out, we, we put the uh, portable housing in the tree portal and just let it go so that the tree portal can be blocked. All right, it sounds like we have a plan, and we'll figure out what to do with the device after we get out of here. Okay, so we'll just shortcut y'all are moving out. Mm -hmm. All right, you short, shortcut the way out. It takes you most of the day because you are pretty far in and it took you a while to get there. And while Tiuna is in better shape, their arm is still cut up. And so you're able to do a lot of things, but that arm is going to take longer than overnight to heal. Although you will note after resting that 
your arm is a little more healed than you thought it would be. Okay, you all get to... You find your way back out to where those spiderweb things are and where the two were nesting, and you're at that hallway. Who's going to be in front looking for the webs? I think I have the best perception, but I'm also very flighty, so take that for what you will. Didn't Tiuna have, like, some special thing where they can, like, always see the webs now, or was that Hillian? That was Hillian. That was me. That was Hillian. Oh, okay, cool. I think you got this. So Hillian's going in front? Yep. All right, so you don't even have to roll, I think. Y'all make it through just fine, and you are now outside the tree. Quick clarification to the plan. Wasn't the original plan for me to uh, put the soapstone in front of the portal and the inside, so that way if anyone ever teleports, they just think they teleported into a house? Because if we put yeah. it in front of a tree, that's kind of weird. Well, I, was, I was actually thinking in the portal to kind of blow up the gateway, but whatever. Yeah, I think the plan is don't do it while you're on this side, because if you do, it would probably just, like the explosion that's caused by the Hunter Seeker would probably just take the house out. Oh, that's so, like fair. Once we're out, then like like reach back in and release the, the house into there. Oh, if that's a thing I could do, totally. Yeah. Is that a feasible thing we can do? You can do this however you want. Cool. I didn't know that I could partially be inside this portal. Like, I didn't know it was like a step through. I thought it was more of a fall because that's, I think that's how we all went. Oh, I see what you're saying. I was misunderstanding. Yeah, you're either in or you're out. You're either in on the inside or you're outside. Yeah. Well, then I guess just like as we're heading out, like drop it behind you. Drop it as we enter. Yeah. Cool. All right. Because it expands, so it takes like a second anyway. Mm -hmm. So, all right, cool. So yeah, as we're heading out, I'll drop the, the portable housing. Okay, you do that, and are you setting off the thing? Yes. Okay, so you set off the Hunter Seeker, and you start walking away. And as you're walking away, you hear a muffled boom. And it take I mean, it took you a day, so it, it takes a while. And then, you know, you, you're walking along, I guess. Are you sticking around here? What are you doing? Are you waiting to see are you trying to get back in to make sure that the tree is actually locked off what are you doing uh yeah once it like Tiana would want to like stick around for a minute and after it seems like the explosion has settled down um she would want to maybe tie like have someone tie a rope around her so that she can go back through the portal and just like try to see really quickly all right so Tina is very aware of how Numenera works they're going to tie a rope around themselves, have people hold them, and then possibly <laughs> go through a portal that may have a solid rock wall on the opposite side that they slam into that and make it through the portal. Well, it wouldn't have a solid rock wall right on the other side, right? If the house is right there? Well, the hallway was five feet wide, and the house <laughs> is ten? Yeah. So... <laughs> all right, then I guess she won't try to go through, but I'm, we need the... I'm just asking what you all think is going to happen there. Were you expecting the house to be able to shrink to fit into the five-foot hallway, shatter the hallway, break the house? No, I didn't know how big the house was, so I had no expectations. Uh, Aaron, uh, uh, Riley had mentioned that it made a 10-foot... T- was it 10-foot by 10-foot? Yeah, I had imagined the hallway being bigger for some reason. I didn't realize it was just like a five-foot hallway. Yeah, that's why it was all of you having to walk single file down it. Yeah, that'll work. I mean, I'm still fine with it being blocked off no matter what, so. So it's fine. It's fine. I just wanted to make sure that we were on the same page as to what was there before your character made a decision that was not one of the Perilous. Just weren't aware of what they might be jumping into. 
Right. I feel like in my mind, you can go in and you're in a five by five room, but you can't get back out because there's a wall where the door, where the, where the portal is. Which might be the case, but like now Tina is concerned that like, like we need to make sure that the, the everything, that it was destroyed or that it's no longer accessible. Like we need to find a way to be sure. Okay. So do you want to search the forest? Do you want to, to, for some way to figure it out? What do you want to try and do? Do we want to just come back and destroy the tree? I'm fine with just leaving. I feel like we've done our part. <laughs> we all know that why Ryler's in this, all right? I'm not hiding it. I don't really have anything more in my pack. You could send Jacques through. Nope. <laughs> There's so many things. Like, what would that do? Like, we... If there were a way through, we don't know that Jock would ever come back. So it could be the case that Jock goes through and dies instantly, or Jock goes through and is perfectly fine because nothing was damaged and just never comes back. Jock is always fine. And like, I, Riley looks at, at Tiana very like, hey, listen, <laughs> careful. All right, so we just keep going. Is that's what I'm hearing? Um, I guess Tiana will just try to like look around the area to see if she can like have to see if there's something that looks like she could throw it through or. Okay. Any like so. hints of what what happened down there? Yeah. Go ahead and make a perception check. What time of day is it, by the way? Like, is it night? Is it day? It is dusk. Okay. Because remember, it took you a day to get out. Yeah. An eight. You look around and you don't see anything that really makes a lot of sense to be able to do what you're doing. My assumption here is that you sort of do like the yellow brick road style of searching where you start at the tree and you just do spirals to see what you can find around it. And it's going, it takes you a little while. You, you, you're you not finding anything super helpful. Uh, where are Hillian and Rylu while you're doing this? Are you all staying at the at the tree? Are you moving off and sitting down? What are you doing? Yeah, I went out on a rock and I'm just like, Oh, I'm practicing my moves. There we go. I'm practicing one of my a new routine that I've been developing. By the tree or further away? What do you uh, further away, like in the middle of this little clearing. Okay. And Hillian, Hillian got scared, so um, he's following uh, Tuna around, but he also has his egg locator out because he's hungry. Okay. Let's say it takes you about an hour and a half of exploring. And you're just going in just broader, broader circles. And you and, and two things happen at the same time. First, actually, let's get Hillian to do a perception roll real quick. Yep. I just want to see if Hillian also finds what we're talking about. Oh, Hillian finds it and points it out to <laughs> Tuna. You find something really surprising on the ground, probably about 40 feet behind the tree, heading towards the city of Ephraimon. It's it's a well-known city. It's probably the biggest and only city in the Ba'adenu forest. And on the ground, you see a symbol inscribed in the dirt. And in the center of it, you find a battery. The symbol is this, the symbol I have in the ground, which looks basically like, so like if you were to draw two ovals that are shaped like eyes and uh, link them together so that one goes inside the other and then there's a dot in between that interlinked portion. That You find that and on that dot is where you find a battery. 
Uh, Tiona, what's that? Um, Tiona's going to get close enough to scan it. It is an expended battery. So it's within two feet of you. It is an expended battery and something drawn in the dirt. Can can I can Tiana like examine it to see if she recognizes the symbol or if it reminds her of anything? Certainly. It's a TN6 to font to determine what the symbol is. At the same moment, you all hear Rylu from where you are. I would like a speed defense roll at a TD three. Cool. That gets taken down two steps with my uh, specialty in speed defense. Cool. A TD one. All right. And here's open. Of course. Uh, <laughs> I don't have experience to spend a reroll it. I don't think I have any experience. No, I spent it all. Okay. You are working on your your weapon dancing, and out of the portal in the tree, just a hail of rocks comes out with a gout of fire. Oh my gosh. And the tree blows up. Oh my God. A rock pelts you and hits you in the shoulder for one point of speed damage. Okay. Or might damage, might damage. My impression is that you would feel successful in blocking off this area for no one to return. <laughs> so there's that. Meanwhile, the other two of you. So you go in, uh, Tuna goes to, to look at the battery. Is that what you're doing? Or no, you're doing a roll on the symbol. So what's your roll? Yeah. Um, I, I'm wondering if I could use like understanding Numenera to see if that would help me understand whatever this is. It will not. Um, okay, well then, if Hillian will help, and I'll expend a point of effort, then I'll roll to try to figure it out. All right. So it's ED4. Mm -hmm. And since you all are working together, I'll let you both roll, and you just take the highest roll. Ooh, cool. Nice. Huh. Well, yep. I think you got it with a 19. Yeah, finally, a good roll. Oof. Glad, glad we were in danger. <laughs> right? Glad it was okay. super important. So this symbol is the symbol of the convergence. All right, so I will give you two the definition in chat and you all can determine what you're going to tell uh, Rylu when you meet up. But Rylu, what do you do after you see this explosion and everyone else is, uh, I don't know, almost 68 to 80 feet away from you? So in, in my mind, I was like mid backflip and this rock like flies out of the thing and just smacks me right in the stomach. And so I, I fall and you, oh, and then uh, I get up and dust myself off and I look at the, the tree and I spit and I'm like, good riddance. <laughs> okay. And then I, uh, I guess I'd probably walk over to the group because like, uh, it's not really, I mean, there's not much else for me to do. So I'll walk over and go, well, I think we destroyed the tree, and now I think it's time for us to get out of here. Yeah, that sounds good to me. Yeah, Jacques is really scared. Okay. All right, let's go. Are you taking the battery with you, or are you just leaving it on the ground? What are you doing? If if Tina doesn't pick it up, Hillian will. Okay. So you grab that, and where are you going? Well, it's getting nighttime, so I figure we need to find somewhere to camp that's farther away. So, well, okay, so it's getting dark, but there's no way we're making it to the village by the dayfall we need to decide what we're going to do first and then second off execute it 
Well, let's start just walking back toward the village, even if we don't make it all the way back before, like, actual nightfall, because if nothing else, we can't stay here. So let's just start walking, and we'll walk and talk. The village isn't that far. I mean, yeah, they, they, they go foraging in here every day. Plus, if I need to sneak in to talk to Adelola's parents, nighttime is the perfect cover. And let's just say we're walking and talking while we do this. Yeah. Sure. You're walking and talking out of the forest where there's been a huge explosion. So to clarify, we're not going all the way out of the forest. Like we don't want to go into the village and we are quietly discussing this and not like trying not to bring attention to ourselves since we we know that we're leaving an explosion behind us. Okay. So this is what's going on. And this is not so far from the village. As you recall from your walk, that was only like a 15, 20 minute walk that they wouldn't have heard this. I think we need to find somewhere to actually hide in the forest. If they heard this, they're gonna send someone in this area and I don't I don't want them knowing we're back. I I think what we should do is just walk directly toward the village, like as we are just like walk directly toward the village because we can stop them from getting to where the explosion was. Just tell them how dangerous it was, not tell them we have the device, and then continue figuring out what to do. Like tell them that we we, you know destroyed a Jurascar or something that or that we blew up that a piece of Numenera that we brought with us malfunctioned they don't have to know what happened and to keep them away from that area and you know tell them we didn't find anything we haven't figured it out yet and so that we can continue having this this discussion and keep the villagers away from that area the minute they see us Alala is going to demand a solution and we can continue telling them that we don't have one yet. My point is that like, we can't let them go there. And now they're a Jurassic headed there, which they would probably understand. And there's no reason for us not to interact with them as long as we don't tell them that we have this device. No, I, I agree. I think we should go towards the village. They, I mean, they're too scared to go in here uh, in their own right. So I don't think they will come in, but they'll definitely come towards the, the, the tree's edge. And we really don't want them in here. All right, if you two want to head back to the village, we can. So let's get a percentile die roll from one of you. Uh, I, I, Aaron. Oh, if it's me, it's going to be low. Yeah, low. Okay, let's just see what happens. I swear it's going to be high now, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Nine, wait, what? That's a 100? You yeah. 100. <laughs> That's as high as it gets. Amazing. <laughs> just can't. can't. I don't even know, man. Ah, I don't know. <laughs> anymore. Y'all hear some crashing behind you. It's not as fast as you would expect from what you've heard of Jurascar, but it's big. Y'all have a couple of rounds to figure out what you're going to do, but you probably, I, I don't know where you're going to go or what your plan is, but you hear behind you some, some noise. Anyway, thank you very much. This is Kelric. You can find me on Twitter at Cormelon or at EQ Points for all things experience points. Uh, I'm Jess. You can find me on Twitter at WriteJessR. That's W-R-I-T-E-J-E-S-S-R. Or you can find all my social media links and links to all of the other podcasts I do on WriteJess, W-R-I-T-E-J-E-S-S dot com. I'm Aaron. You can find me at Space Persona. I'm Kenny. You can find me on Twitter at PunderDrone. Bye. 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 <laughs>